Hi, I'm Abby Rosenblum, founder of Social Modern Matchmaking and your host of Ghosted, a podcast about making dating easy and fun again so you can find your boo. Get it? We'll talk with dating experts, coaches, and real clients of mine and single people from around the world. Stick around for corny jokes, dating advice, and deep dives into the psychology behind finding love. All right, we are back. I know you guys have been waiting on the edge of your seats for part two with Kenna Renee. It's all about self-awareness because this is a huge theme that we have been noticing. So part one, if you missed it, you need to go back and listen to that first because if you're not self-aware, you can't go to part two yet. (laughs) So go back and listen to part one. And for those of you, obviously, who are new here, maybe you skipped the beginning of the episode. Kenna, I'm so happy you're here. And we just, you know, give a little background for the audience so they know what you're up to. Yeah. My name's Kenna (laughs) Renee. Thanks for having me, guys. And I'm a dating coach who specifically focuses on um, patterns. If you you didn't hear this first episode, I'm only giving you a recap. But I focus on any patterns that show up in your dating life that are preventing you from attracting the individual that you want to do life with. And most of the time, they're unseen patterns that we are not aware of. Emotional patterns, thoughts, mental patterns, kind of the behind the hate scene stuff. You know, for a lot of people, they're like, I've been in the dating world and I've done all the things and it's still not working. And it's because all the things, the do's and don'ts of dating don't always, don't always fix some of these patterns that are still driving our results, attracting the same type of person, having the same outcomes, all of those things. And it's so funny that today is about self-awareness even further because sometimes, as, as I said on the first episode, we're just only as self-aware as we can be, right? We're currently as self-aware as we can be. So a lot of women and men come to me who are pretty self-aware individuals and they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even see some of these things that are going on. And I always tell them, it's okay. I think humans, all of us on the planet, are here to help each other. We're here to help each other get further Mm -hmm. in life, achieve dreams, achieve achieve goals. And dating is no different. It's okay if we have help. It's okay if we have someone in our corner being like, hey, this little thing that keeps happening is keeping you from going to the next step. So let's, what if we just address the thing or get rid of it or change it? Um, and you get further. Is that okay? So I think when if you guys are listening and you're here listening to Abby's podcast, then you're definitely those people who want to know what's going on. You want to be self-aware. Kudos to you already for doing it and showing up for yourself. And we just want to reinforce that, like, it's okay. Right. It's okay, number one, to not be okay. It's okay to struggle in yeah. dating. And it's also okay to not be the most self-aware person totally. in the room. You know, I can't say that I don't have a lot of work to do on that too. Like none of us are perfect in this realm. So, you know, again, go back to part one, listen more about self-awareness, but Ken and I are going to focus on, okay, you want a partner who's Mm self-aware. So how are you going to find that? Yeah. I'm going to start with a really simple one by asking questions. Whoa, whoa, crazy concept. Crazy concept. (laughs) What I notice in the dating world is that so many of us spend the first three dates keeping it fun and easy and lighthearted because they think, well, if I just keep it fun and lighthearted, then maybe it'll go somewhere. And I think actually Mm -hmm. we should be taking a backwards approach to that. We should be saying all the things, asking the things, because when you get it all on the table, that'll get you a person you can spend a life with where you don't have to try to work out the things that never were going to work in the beginning. 
Because so often we end up in a relationship and we're like, oh crap, there's all these things that didn't work. Well, they never worked. You just didn't figure that out sooner. Yeah. And you're so right. A lot of people are worried about when do I bring this up? When do I bring that up? You know, even I was talking to a client the other day and he was like, I've been going on a few dates with this woman and I've been really enjoying it, but I actually don't even know if they're dates now. Like we never talked about like what we're looking for. What? I know. I was like, okay, I think it's time that you either call her, send her a text. Next time you see her and you say, hey, these are my intentions. I hope we're on the same page. Yeah. And thankfully he asked, you know, after four dates rather than after four months. Yeah. And she was like, actually, I'm not ready for that. Yeah. Good. Oh, I know. So good yeah. for him. Bringing in the self-awareness, but it's like, that's okay to bring up in the beginning. Yes, it is okay. And I definitely believe that there's, you know, my rule of thumb is because we can, we either, we either keep it lighthearted or we go all serious, guns blazing with questions. And I say <laughs> that there is also a delicate balance, right? So my rule of thumb is yeah. on the first date, ask like one or two serious questions, on the second day, ask two or three. On the third day, ask three or four. So there is like, you know, the number of serious topics addressed are the equivalent maybe to the date that you're on. That is one approach to it. There's also another approach, which is mm -hmm. that some of the serious stuff doesn't have to be so scary and serious, right? What I always tell my women is like, you're not approaching these conversations from a stance of judgment and criticism. You're approaching these questions from a stance of curiosity. Let's say you're going to go buy a car. You're going to ask him all the questions about this car. Why? Because you want to make sure you're making a wise purchase. It is the same thing with dating. We are asking these questions and trying to understand who this person is so that we can understand who we're giving our time to, so that we can understand, is this a good investment of my time and my future? Do you line up with me? So when it comes to self-awareness, what you're looking for questions-wise is, Things that are going to cause him to reflect on himself. And then you're observing if there are any changes made from that, from that observation. So I'll give you an example. Uh, give us an yeah. example for sure. You can ask something like, what do, what do you want to do differently specifically in your next relationship? It seems like a really common question, but you're not asking him about what went wrong in the relationship. You're not asking him what he, about his ex. You're just saying, hey, is there anything specifically from your past relationship that you would like to do differently moving forward? Mm -hmm. Okay. On the third date, I, I think it was that. the third or fourth date with my partner. This is a harder question, ladies. I totally understand if you don't want to ask this. But he'd been divorced. And I said to him, you know, divorce, there's always two sides and two contributions to divorce. What do you think your contribution was to things not really working out? And I asked it because I want to know if he had the ability to reflect on himself and humbly answer that question. Mm -hmm. Right? That's a really good one because, you know, if they go into a whole tirade of how awful their ex is and why they made it not work out, I think you have your answer. Yeah, exactly. That's not – it's not an indication of a very self-aware person. But a lot of people also are saying on the apps that good communication is really important to them, right? Or if you ask somebody what's important to you in a relationship and he's like, good communication. And he's awesome. He's a good communicator. Mm, no, he just values good communication. But what does good communication mean to yeah. him? Can he identify good communication, right? Can he articulate it? A client of mine asked that question to a guy on this app 
And his answer was insane. And it was beautiful because he had answered everything down to a T on what, how he views good communication. And for her, that is a direct indication of someone who's not only thought it through, but is potentially practicing it. And he has the ability to articulate it. Now, if somebody's like, oh, well, I, you know, you know, just being open, that's good communication, communication, like be open. You're like, I don't know that you know what that means. But like, what does it mean to be? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So questions that are going to give you the ability to determine if he is aware of himself, right? What would you tell your younger self? That is a direct reflective type of question where he has to reflect Mm -hmm. and potentially own up like some things he would have changed, some things he would have done different in his life. That is definitely going to be self-awareness. So the first First area and the easiest area, I think, to get started understanding someone's self-awareness is through questions. Right. And I think, too, like a lot of ways you phrase those, I think it's not, you know, in a way where you're trying to be like, oh, I'm trying to find something that's wrong with you or, you know, putting them in a place, hopefully, where they would feel defensive. You know, you're like, hey, I just want to get to know you. Yes. And, you know, sometimes I suggest, too, like starting with your own vulnerability is always easier for someone else as well. So, you know, maybe it's like, hey, you offer up something and then say, what would you do differently yeah. if you could talk to yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Another way of doing it is also through pulling his opinion about things. So it could be stuff in the media. It could be stuff in the news. It could be, um, you know, I know politics are and religion are tough topics that, you know, I do encourage, you know, they don't, you don't, you don't have them until a little bit later down the road, second or third, I would just say third date, but pulling someone's opinion is going to, about what is going on in the world, about any policies that are being sent in place can give you an indication of their own self-awareness, right? You know, a lot of women are very concerned about a man being other aware. I would say that's an indication of self-awareness too. So other aware mm-hmm. means that he is, he understands himself in the context in the context of other people in the room, right? And he is definitely other aware of opinions, cultures, things like that that you can observe, and it's just not focused on the self, right? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that totally makes sense, and it kind of also leads into like sometimes I think men are a little afraid to maybe say a certain thing. They're like, I don't know how someone's going to feel or pick up the check. I don't know how someone's going to feel. Like you think even just having that thought process is like, oh, yeah, self-awareness. Self-awareness, right? And you're <laughs> totally right about that. There's so many men nowadays who are tiptoeing through the dating world because they're like, well, I don't want to offend her. I don't want to. There's so many things going on that can be offensive for women. And I would even say for men, that self-awareness piece in that case is like, hey, I want to respect you and who you are. And I don't know how you feel about this, but I'd like to get this. Are you okay with that? Right? And simply mm-hmm. asking for permission is on both sides of the equation, right? Women, you know, there's when it comes to like, I, I, always, I always say, guys, we should not be having any dates at each other's houses before the third date. I'm sorry. Like, oh my God, please no, don't like, do it. We, why are we doing, why, I understand your list, but he offered to cook me dinner, it's so sweet. It is sweet. And self-awareness is, I do not feel comfortable and for myself, want to create a proper dating environment before I'm put in that situation of possibly sleeping with somebody. So 
Mm-hmm. I can't do that before the third date. And it's simply telling him, I love that notion. I love that idea. And there's this other place I've been really wanting to try. Could we rain check dinner? Okay with that. Yeah. And it's not telling him, oh, I cannot go to your house before the third date. That's completely inappropriate. I don't want to sleep with you. I don't want you to expect something, which is one approach people do take. We're simply saying. For sure. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're simply saying, hey, love the idea. Are you okay if we do this at a later time? Guess what? You're going to get self, you're going to get an understanding of his ability to respect people's boundaries in this case. Ooh, I like it. Where it's like we're doing all these different things to figure things out about the other person and you don't have to be like, hey, do you respect other people's boundaries? You know, you don't have to just ask. Ask it right yeah. out. Could. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so pulling his opinion on things, and I'm not saying create situ- situations or scenarios that trick him or are game playing. Yeah, not going to someone's house before the third date is simply self-honoring if that's what you want to do. Right? You're just saying I'm honoring myself and then this is the way that I honor myself and you happen to figure out if he can respect people's boundaries. And that is incredibly important. And what about going the other way? Because, you know, kind of what brought us here is I had some guys that were looking for women who are self-aware. So you feel like it goes the other way in terms of the same of asking questions for men who are looking for a woman who's self-aware? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really important for men to be asking intentional questions, right? Identifying. But here, I think here's the catch with men. I would be curious and you could tell, maybe tell me this because I do help more women. When men ask for self-aware woman and you say, well, what does that mean? What do they say to you? Ooh, I mean, it's definitely all different things. Like when I was mentioning in part one, like one of the themes is that they've done some work on themselves, okay. gone to therapy, something along those lines. Maybe that they are aware of different settings they're in is one that I've gotten. Like, oh, I have to go to a lot of like fancy work kind of things. And, you know, I need someone who's self-aware of like the crowd there. Yeah. And, you know, don't be ripping tequila shots in the back with, you know, all of my, you know, clients that just flew in from China. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. So like those are two recent examples I've got. Okay. Yeah. I think it goes both ways, you know, in terms of men and and self-awareness and asking questions. Some of the questions can, you know, specifically around that topic of like dining out and stuff and being in social settings, like, you know, how often have you you know, attended any type of like galas or, and it's again, not judging them. It's really just to get an understanding of like socialization. How do they spend their time? Where do they go? What type of environments do they place themselves in? Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But for men, when I think when they tell me that they want self-awareness, like I think it's a lot of them are like, I don't want anyone who's like, I don't want any drama. Right. And it's like, I don't want Mm, any. I mean, I do get that frequently. I don't want (laughs) drama. I don't want drama. I think I'm both ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of when it comes to men, I'm like, I I think it's different, a little bit different when they're asking for someone who's self-aware because they think the bar is set differently. First. Yeah. No, that is that is a good point. Yeah. It's, it's slightly different. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it definitely is slightly different, yeah. I would think too. And like how women go about figuring it yeah. out is slightly different. But, you know, I think if you are a guy on a date asking these types of, you know, deeper, more thoughtful questions, I don't see how that could really go badly as long as your delivery is okay because like, well, I haven't gotten that question on a date. Oh, my God. That's really cool. The men, my clients, like the men rave about 
their questions. They're like, oh my God, you are so smart. You are so intentional. Like, I love these questions that you ask. And again, the questions are stemmed. They can be articulated in a more eloquent way when they're stemmed in curiosity. So what that means Mm -hmm. is if I'm nervous or I'm feeling judgmental or even I'm feeling a little bit guarded because I've observed something in you and I'm like, but I have to find out, that (laughs) is going, those emotions are going to come across, they're going to shape the question and they're going to be, it's going to be rigid. But when your question is stemmed from curiosity, like I just really want to understand who you are. I want to get a good understanding so that I'm not surprised later and we don't waste other time or anything like that. Your question will be stemmed in curiosity and they will feel that. Yes. That's another interesting theme I run into so much is like valuing curiosity and learning. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, going through all these things, if you value curiosity, you're going to want to ask a ton of questions. Yeah. And that's a level um, of self-awareness too, right? It's like aware that mm-hmm. like, oh, asking the question this way is kind of crappy. It doesn't even feel good. But not asking mm-hmm. doesn't feel good either. So Fair. couldn't find another way to ask because I need to ask. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, there are those hard topics that you have to bring up. Yeah. Like I even remember when, you know, my husband and I first started dating and for me – it was a huge thing that if I ever had kids, which obviously I'm doing that thing now, that I wanted to raise them Jewish. But I wasn't dating just Jewish guys. I was dating everybody. So it was something I always had to bring up. It was like my third date topic every time. And, you know, it's like you said, having it come from a place of curiosity rather than judgment or concern of being like, so this is what it is. Like, are you going to get on board with it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just saying like, hey, you know, what are your thoughts on having a family? Do you want to raise them with a certain religion? Like coming at it that way than being like, I'm laying down law. Kids are going to be Jewish. That is that. Yeah. Yeah. And just that <laughs> approach makes somebody more open and willing versus the other approach, which makes somebody be like, oh, I'm, I feel like this is going to be forced upon me. Right? Yeah. To just to clarify the pulling opinions piece. So for instance, I gave Jason a story of, you know, this girl was dating this guy. It was really casual. It was was my friend of mine. And they were in the early Mm -hmm. stages of dating. It was her turn to get drinks. So she goes to the bar to get some drinks and takes a little bit longer. And the guy next to her starts talking to her and definitely lingering. And he's hitting on her. And the guy that she was briefly dating, newly dating, came up and like really staked he like staked his claim on her and like got a little upset about it. And so I asked Jason, I said, you know, what would you do in those situations? Like, how do you feel about that? Do you think that that's wrong? Would you agree with his response? And I said, I genuinely, I want to know from a male's perspective, like, what do you think of that situation? And again, this is an indication of a level of self-awareness that this man's going to have. It's also going to tell you how confident this it's also going to tell you it's going to feel very non-intrusive because you're really just asking for his opinion versus creating these canned answers, right? A lot of times in the dating world, we ask the same answers and we know the answer the person is expecting. And so we can create very canned, neutral answers that just sound okay. But when we mm-hmm. pull someone's opinion, you're not only creating a deeper level of connection because you're saying, I want to understand you, but you're getting more honest answers. And that should tell you lots of different things about them based upon the way they answer the question. Oh, that's so true. Oh, I like that. And it's not like you're trying to like, like you said, going back to like playing tricks on them or something. 
you know, like you're not like I'm giving you the scenario because no, no, it was a real scenario. Yeah, Jim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not just so did his up. answer surprise you, or do you remember what his answer yeah, was? Yeah, his answer was like, yeah, I could see how some guys would get upset, especially because it's like the early stages of dating and it can make you feel a little uncertain. Like, oh, is she interested in other people, but she's on this date with me? He's like, but I honestly would probably just wait to see if it continued versus making a decision about her right then and there. And I think that is a clear distinction between men and women is mm-hmm. men will be like, I don't know, let's see if it's an issue. But women are like, this is an issue. What do I need to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right away. It's like first date, I heard something I didn't like and now it is the only thing I can think yeah, about. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's just that so protection. Some, yeah, right. And so what are some other actionable things people can do. Maybe there's things people could do differently on dating apps yeah. to determine self-awareness. Like give us give us the tips. Yeah, I would even, like I said, on dating apps, the easiest way is going to be just depend on how you ask questions, right? So for instance, mm-hmm. an indication of self-awareness, let's just say the person has traveled because lots of people talk about traveling. And you can say, what was your most memorable experience or your biggest takeaway from if he tells you his most recent trip, let's say, you know, was there anything that happened on that trip that like really changed you? That is going to be an indication of like self-awareness. A lot of people are dating single dads or single parents, right? And so asking, you know, what is, what's the hardest and the most rewarding part of being a parent, a single parent, that's going to give you some identification of self-awareness. Because I think a big level of self-awareness is having the ability to observe things in you and then humbly express that. I think that's a huge part of self-awareness. Another part of that self-awareness is like doing anything different in your life, right? Is there anything when you reflect back that you would like to implement and change moving forward? Mm -hmm. And then also the way that they show up on, obviously the way that they show up on dates is going to be an indication Mm -hmm. of self-awareness, right? So throwing back shots, you know, taking over the whole conversation is a level of Mm self-awareness. Right. Yeah. Also what they wear, I would also argue, you know, men and women. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. I don't talk about that very often, but I think there's so many women. That's because you work with more women. It's always the issue with the guys. I was going to say, but women will be like, he showed up in a hoodie, like a hoodie. And I was like, oh, is this a problem? Like, are we not just like thinking before we get out of the house? Like, hey, does this, how would I see all showing up to this? Right. I had to have that conversation with a client the other day. And I was like, I thought we talked about what to wear on first dates, but he showed up in jeans and a hoodie. And I was like, this is a date. Let's put in a little more effort. A little more effort. Even though that's your style, put in a little more effort. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There, I, I guess, yes, so you're right. There is a level of self-awareness around what to wear. And again, I, I think if the guy's like, oh, I want a woman to accept me this way though, well then he is self-aware, right? He's like, I'm aware. I don't want to have to get more dressed up than this. <laughs> That's fair too. <laughs> but if you are showing up to your date in sweatpants, it's going to take probably a few more tries. <laughs> yeah. If you want more tries, you should probably show up in something else, right? If you want more options. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. I mean, get started with the questions and pulling people's opinions because that is going to be the easiest way in the first three dates. I, I think about it, right? We're going to restaurants. Yes, you can observe how they treat the waiter, all of those things that we know. But I think you're just talking so much for the first three dates. Oh, totally. 
I feel like, you know, the whole relationship is just talking and figuring stuff out about each other. Yeah, totally. And I love it. Okay. I think these are great tips. Thanks. I hope that you guys enjoyed part two. Hope it was worth the wait. I know I'm like taking notes over here. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Thank you. And kind of just give us again really quick where people can follow you and get in touch if they want to. Yeah, thanks. The Kenna Renee, K-E-N-N-A-R-E-N-E-E on Instagram. That's predominantly where I spend most of my time. And I have three-month group coaching option that's available right now. You can work with me one-to-one for six months at a time. And then I actually have also some evergreen courses that are available. So in terms of like want to dive in deep, if you want to dive deeper into curious communication, if you want to understand your compatible man and how to figure out compatibility so that you can be looking for that on dates, those are things that you can just access and grab right now. And those are through the link in my bio. And yeah, that's what I got for you. Awesome. Well, kind of thank you so, so much. We got two amazing episodes out of this. And I hope you guys all reach out to her, give her a follow. I enjoy your content. And, you know, I can't believe again, we've been connected since episode six of this podcast. So, again, if you haven't watched that one, go back to episode six, October 2020. And if you're listening and you're not watching the YouTube, you probably should because I make weird faces. It's interesting to watch. And you can see what kind of looks like. It's like kind of fun to put a, you know, a voice to a face. Definitely. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you. Disclaimer. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The stories and statements expressed herein are experiences and opinions. They may not represent the views of the production studio or the hosts. If you disagree with our content, that's okay. No podcast is perfect for everyone.